Welcome to the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to episode nine of Life Hacks, the podcast, and we are so excited. Um, and actually, I forgot to prepare her for this, but we have a guest, Shashmita. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? What are you studying? So hi everyone, uh, my name is Shashmita. I am from Malaysia, yes. I'm a student studying in UCD. I'm studying medicine, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we were just saying before we started recording, like, so Shashmita just finished her second year. Mm-hmm. And when she arrived back to Ireland for second year, Malaysia was coming out of lockdown and Ireland was going into lockdown. <laughs> And now, just now when she went home, Ireland is coming out of lockdown and Malaysia is going into <laughs> lockdown. So she hasn't been on lockdown <laughs> for over a year. <laughs> lockdown just follows Shaz everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun times. Um, so for our warm up question today, um, you can choose one of two. So either what's something that you lost that you were really, really, really needed to find? Or what's a time when you got lost? <laughs> and how did you get unlost? Mm. Uh. <laughs> I think I can answer first. Mm. <laughs> like, I, okay, I think the first, like, I thought I would maybe answer time when I got lost. But technically... No, I want. I would like to revamp the question a bit. It's the time when my brother got lost. <laughs> so, so, so my family like we all went on a holiday. Like I think this was twelve years ago now. So we went. We were in Europe for a holiday. So we were jumping around from like country to country. We were in Amsterdam, and then we were in, in Berlin, and then we were in Prague. So in Prague, like one day, I think like we were just walking around one day that like, we went to have lunch. And then after that, and there's like 20 of us, you know, like our entire family went together for holiday. So there's 20 of us in the restaurant sitting and eating. And then after that, like the 20 of us left and then we were just walking, you know. And suddenly while we were walking, we realized that, oh no, where's where's Navin, my brother, you know? We're like, where did he go? Like he just completely disappeared. And at that point of time, he was... He was seven years old. <laughs> so we were like, oh my God, where did he go? What happened? And we were, we, we just became frantic. Like I I just burst into tears. I was like, no, oh. <laughs> where did he go? My brother. <laughs> so I think like after like maybe 15 minutes to half an hour, we finally Oof. found him. He was in like this puppet store, like I think down the road or something like that, looking at puppets. Oh like, my goodness. <laughs> Oh my god, you know, we were looking everywhere for you. Like, what the? <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. And none of the adults around him were like, You're by yourself, age seven. Let me find your guardians. Yeah, looking at puppets. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Mm. Thankfully, yeah. we found it. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of, um, you know, when Jesus was 12 and his parents lost him. Mm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> How do you lose the son of God? Like <laughs> three days. <laughs> and he's like, so chill. He's like, did you not know I'd be here? They were like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's funny because after that it says um yeah and I don't know if it was like a continuation or like just from that point is like but he he submitted to his parents until his public ministry began it was like <laughs> I guess he knew that he would freak them out if he got lost <laughs> how about you Leanne and <laughs> um, for me it was during my job so it's something that I lost but I think I was also lost myself uh, <laughs> it's like a different kind of loss but like at that time I was a manager for um this restaurant and so I was closing the till at night and um, if anyone has worked in you know closing tills before you count the money and then you put aside some in the register and then blah blah, blah and then you send it off to the bank or whatever and so I was closing up and I was in a lot under a lot of pressure to close because the guard for the area is like come on we're closing so I was like okay okay, okay let me count it really quickly blah blah, blah. I was counting and everything and I realized as I was putting the numbers on the Excel sheet, the re- like I'm lose I well my, it was my shift so I lost two hundred euro on the month the count. I was so scared. I I think internally I started crying, but I was in big panic. I started messaging my like the higher manager. I was like I don't know where this two hundred euro is. Um, I know I have nothing's been reported to me. I I'm not sure where the discrepancy is. I until my manager just told me because like the the guard was like closing up he was like just you know just leave it I'll count it tomorrow morning um you know we'll find it wherever it is because if I don't find it I'll pay it from either my own money or whatever so the whole night I was like where did I lose the 200 like at one point in counting up did I lose the 200 and then so I took a took it upon myself to go the next morning even though I wasn't working until the late shift I went in in the morning and I recounted it and it was me being lost the night before that I had lost the money because in amongst all of that I put 600 instead of 800 on the count so when I recounted the money it was like something something 800 instead of something something 600 and so that's where the 200 was and now the lost money has been found but I was lost in terms of doing my job I was like what am I doing where is the money gone but it was so stressful at that time and like I really thought I had lost the money and it's quite a big amount you know um yeah but it was found because it was not lost after all (laughs) it was just me being lost the night before but that's a funny story of a 200 euro Mm. oh my goodness I'm actually gonna quickly go and get the thing that I lost twice to actually show you I'll be back in a tick Mm -hmm. yeah so I um, (laughs) am I started school of ministry in 2017 and it's like an 18 month course and it's mainly online but then twice during the course we all come together in Ukraine for a residential week um and during the first one they gave us all a pen um with the initials of school of ministry and our name on it and so they said they gave it to us with the scripture and they said um he who is faithful with a small thing can be trusted with much Mm. and they said you need to keep this pen and bring it with you to graduation and if you don't bring it to graduation we can't let you graduate because it's the principle of the thing 
um and everyone like they came in these really nice boxes like you know kind of cushioned black fancy so everyone like took theirs home and like hid it in a closet somewhere for safekeeping and I was like nah that's not stewardship like it's a pen it's supposed to be used like you're not being faithful by burying it so I brought it everywhere this pen has probably been to like 10 different countries um, and I would just hook it onto like my t-shirt but so you can see like that's why my name is actually really faded um, mm. there it is with my eyebrows um, um, <laughs> and then we were due to so we had student student conference last March in Ghent Belgium and the graduation is going to be in May in Krakow, uh, of Poland and I was visiting my best friend in Ghent after the student conference and I was like you know I don't think I, I can find my pen I think I've properly lost it um, mm. and like I kind of low-key lost it a couple of times but after a day or two it would turn up it's normally in a bag so <laughs> she gave me her pen this is literally like a day and a half before lockdown happens in Europe and she's like oh you can take my pen because I actually can't make it to the graduation in person um so I was like you know I can put my thumb over her name or something so then I I go home with her pen um end up finding my pen oh. <laughs> and now graduation is going to be online so all of us get to graduate <laughs> oh god but I have her pen and she won't let me put it in the post <laughs> oh no <laughs> so we had to write to the like the um principal of the school of ministry in europe and explain what happens like so i have both pens <laughs> where i thought i didn't have any pen and he was like it's fine so we like had to take a picture of ourselves with the pen and um, to be shown on graduation so i printed a picture of my friend's head and like held her picture in front of my face with her pen um, <laughs> But I was like 18 months of hard work and I might not get to graduate because I lost the dang pen because I was like, I'm going to use this. That's not good stewardship. <laughs> mm. My gosh. Oh, dang. <laughs> you that a pen would be so super duper valuable that way. My goodness. Yeah, but it's a really nice pen. And like I've bought ink refills for it. Um, it's still fading more, but it's like embossed. So you can still... Feel it. Feel it. Mm. But, is it a yeah. signed pen? Those huh? really liquidy ones? No, it's a ballpoint, but it's a cross pen. It's a cross Ooh. brand. Yeah. Mm, um, nice. Which is really cool. So yeah, that was the that was the story. Of the, the story of the pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Um <laughs> with that said, because the sermon this week was all about finding lost things. So what was your like first impression or your takeaway from what Steve shared? Um, I can go first. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I think it was like throughout the, the, the preaching, I had like flashbacks to when we were doing the perspective series because it was all about, you know, um, God's uh presence being you know um what is it Pursu it pursues 
And so when yeah. um, Pastor Steve was like mentioning about like, you know, each person is a lost sheep until we are found by him. And it doesn't stop until you are found. You know, it's it doesn't say in the scripture that like for a day he'll look for you. And then if you still hasn't found you, he's going to give up because like that mm. means you're just lost forever. It's like, you know, until you are found, he will keep searching and he will keep looking for that one sheep. And, you know, that was really yeah the fact that like that kind of brought back those things that we learned from that series to now it's just like refreshes everything in your head that like you know again Mm. you are being sought after you're being looked for you're being searched for you know there's a search party after you Mm. um and they won't stop until you know they're found they will use all resources to find you almost you know it's like nice to see Mm-hmm. and here again yeah that was what was standing out for this series awesome how about you Shaz I think for me probably the the main thing that that stood out for me is the how important like being fishers for men is like mm-hmm. like that we how important it is for us to be fishers of men to Jesus like mm-hmm. it, like I think the, the thing that really spoke to me was the fact that, you know, because it is, because it's one of the things that's really important to Jesus, you know, like mm. finding lost sheep, you know, mm. bringing people back into his kingdom, that because that's something that he values as, as his children, we should value it as well. Yeah, because yeah, I've always struggled with like, mm. I've always found it very difficult to actually reach out to other people, you know, like, mm. like non-Christians and like, and sometimes I'm like, oh no, as long as. So, like in the back of my head I'm like oh no as long as I live my life like according to like according to what the bible says and stuff then do I really have to <laughs> go and fish for people you know <laughs> but yeah so I think this 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 sermon really reminded me that yes it is equally as important yes wow wow mm. yeah wow yeah I think what stood out for me was kind of similar it was like Steve's persistence in finding his wallet yeah like he didn't just look in one place and kind of go oh well it's lost now need to cancel my cards need to get a new leap card need to get a new you know PPS thing or whatever and but it was like no it's like he was diligent he's like okay where have I been today and he Mm. like visited each one of those spots until he found it and it was like oh yeah like and like what Leanne said, that's, you know, <laughs> the persistence that Jesus looks for us with. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> he doesn't give up. Mm-mm. Wow. It's, it's, it was a really nice um, preaching at the time. Another thing that kind of stood out was that, you know, about the story of the lost sheep, of how, you know, when one sheep is lost out of the hundred you know you go and look for the one that's lost and you Mm. leave the 99 and the fact that you know heaven rejoices for the one sheep that is found Mm. over the 99 that is safe and is good because they're under care and I was just like so shocked by that because you know it's like some people would just like go like that's one I have 99 you know Mm. but no you look for the one because he's the one that's lost you know and not the 99 and yeah that was so reassuring again Mm -hmm. so encouraging that whenever people are lost 
they're wow. being looked for. Yeah, so let's jump into this. So we're, the scripture is Luke 15, verse 1 to 4. I'm reading three or four different translations. Actually, it keeps going a little bit more. It's one to seven. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I can start. Um, this yep. is the English Standard Version. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me. I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Mm. I can read it in the message version. Mm. Uh, so the story of the lost sheep. By this time, a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. The Pharisees and religion scholars were not pleased, not at all pleased. They growled, he takes in sinners and eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. Their grumbling triggered the story. Suppose, suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and lost one. Wouldn't you leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one until you found it? When found, you can be sure you would put it across your shoulders, rejoicing. And when you got home, call in your friends and neighbors saying, celebrate with me. I found my lost sheep. Count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's rescued life than over 99 good people in need of no rescue. Wow. Mm. Cool. Shash, you want to take a different translation? Yeah, I can read the NIV version. actually. Awesome. Yeah. So the parable of the lost sheep. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Awesome. And I'm just going to end on the easy to read version. So um, many tax collectors and sinners came to listen to Jesus. Then the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to complain. Look at this man. Oh, look, this man welcomes sinners and even eats with them. Then Jesus told them this story. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep, but one of them gets lost. What will you do? You will leave the other 99 sheep there in the field and go out and look for the lost sheep. You will continue to search for it until you find it. And when you find it, you will be very happy. You will carry it home, go to your friends and neighbors and say to them, be happy with me because I found my lost sheep. 
In the same way, I tell you, heaven is a happy place when one sinner decides to change. There is more joy for that one sinner than for 99 good people who don't need to change. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, if you've been tracking with us for a while, you know, we don't just read it, we reap it. And that's an acronym. So R, we read it. E, we examine it. A, we apply it. So it's practical and um, we're up for being challenged. And then P, we pray it. Um, so we've just read it. So for it to examine it, uh, let's just jump in. What's what jumps out to you guys most strongly first off? Man. I think again, well, um, Pastor mentioned it in the sermon, but this struck me that the people who were actually intently listening to Jesus were people who knew that they were sinners and that they were bad, bad people, mm. while the people who were like judging and very doubtful of what God was doing or Jesus was doing were the supposed, you know, holy and really good and educated and knowledgeable people and that was just you know something that is not weird but it, it was surprising that you know sometimes we think that it's if you have more knowledge then you should be more open to what other people can do but in this case it was they were the first one to like point fingers of like what are you doing why are you sitting with like the taxpayer uh, collectors and and all these people who are sinning and stuff, but like, that's what it is. You know, we eat with the sinners, we dine with them because that's what Jesus wants. And that's what God wants for us to do. You know, it's not to sit with just the people who are already good. Like, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And like the irony is they think they're good, but they're really judgmental inside. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, what jumped out for you, Shasmita? Um, I think for me, it was actually like the same thing. Like, like the fact that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were like, oh, why is he eating with them? Like, mm. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's also like, it sort of reminds me of like, like jealousy, you know, like, like it's giving off like jealous vibes. Mm. And then, <laughs> Sometimes as, as Christians, you know, I like, you know, like sometimes because we've been like Christians for so long and then you see new people coming in, you know, and it's like you you kind of get jealous of all the attention that they get sometimes. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's the sort of same situation, you know. Yeah, low-key. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what came to mind for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny, like... <laughs> It's because they were grumbling that Jesus told them the parable <laughs> and a parable. It's just an everyday story, like an everyday example used to tell us something about God and who he is and how his kingdom works. Um, yeah, it's it's funny, like because I think I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm so much in the church bubble and all of my friends are church people that you know, I noticed that we get weird over time and we don't know how to relate to people who are not exactly like us. Um, like, it was funny. I was at a picnic, um, I think last month on a beach. It was really cool. It's a beach I'd never been to. Um, 
and it was church people but people had also just invited friends or colleagues um who are not church people would not normally go there and I got chatting to one of them and he had a really interesting job so I was asking him more about that and you know he was kind of relaxing a little bit and next thing he drops the f-bomb and nobody flinched and I was so proud of everyone it was like you know because some people be like oh my gosh I can't believe you just said that and it's like no like you know these were tax collectors and sinners like I'm sure there was more than one f-bomb going off around and then they were like oh sorry Jesus and he's like it's grand um <laughs> it's fine you know but it's like what do you focus in on because they must have been doing something that the pharisees and the scribes were grumbling about them like they weren't mm -hmm. living up to their standards of being civil or being polite or you know house trained or whatever and it was like oh yeah like <laughs> no it's gonna be messy because we're messy and people who are far from jesus are messy and yeah according to this even the people who think they're near to jesus are also messy just in a different way <laughs> it's all a mess <laughs> yeah yeah um wow. i am um, i think what i love what you guys said i think what jumped out to me was um like the value that he placed on the sheep like when he's found it he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing and not only that, but he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying them to them, rejoice with me. Yeah. And just the value that, you know, the shepherd places on the sheep, that's the value that Jesus places on every single person, whether they're a Pharisee, whether they're a tax collector. Um, mm. You know, there's a big party atmosphere that happens when he finds someone and brings them home yeah and it was just like yeah oh yeah that's why he keeps going it's because of the value that they have for him mm -hmm. it's like whoa wow. it, there was no like punishment or anything like that after being found you know like there wasn't like a okay now that i found a sheep i'm gonna like put him to the side and like scold him and like punish him for losing his way or mm. for deviating from the 100 or from the 99 you know there was nothing like that there was like let me carry you back so you don't get lost again you know let me like i'm gonna keep you here because i don't want you to get lost ever again like mm. you know i'm gonna bring you back to the 99 safely or back to the pasture because mm. how much i care and i value for you and i think that's like oh like <laughs> you know like there's no yeah there's no it's all love and celebration there's no anger after um wow you know there's no scolding of like why did you get lost um, yeah i think that i imagine that would have really annoyed the pharisees and the scribes because they're like mm. no but you need to like prove you know prove yourself or pay it back or do this do that and jesus mm. is like up it i found it <laughs> my sheep guys my sheep <laughs> you know it's wow. like wow wow hmm. oh, goodness anything oh, wow. else as we examine and we get curious about these few verses hmm. like i was just thinking when leanne was talking about you know the fact that uh yeah when like like god doesn't like scold or like 
or like punish you for going away. He just rejoices that you have returned. It's like, I don't know. It reminds me of when, you know, when we're kids and like we, we disappear or like we like, or we like run away from our parents or something. Not, not run away, run away, but like, you know, like we just disappear, you know? And then when they finally find us, they're like, where the heck, where did you go? Why did you go away? Just stay with me. Don't go away again. And then you get so upset because of it, you know? Yeah, I think it's just a reminder that you know God God doesn't scold you for going away. Like, but he but he just he he continuously searches looks for you, you know, mm. until he finds you. Yeah. Wow. I like that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not like, oh, when he finds you, like you're go- you're gonna be punished. It's like, Wait till oh. I get you home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like even if in the sense of he finds you he'll ask you like where did you go but he'll be so you're so valued and he's so interested of how your life has been that he'll actually walk back with you or carry you home asking you like so what did you do tell me because I want to know also what you've gone through while you were lost not because like to pinpoint the wrong stuff that you did but he's just so invested in your life and so he just loves you so much that he just wants to know everything about you, you know, from the time that you got lost. It's like, it's wow. like, you know, when we have those like docu-series and like they're retelling stories in your life, that's how he would like it. So even if he asks you, asks, asks, <laughs> that sounded so weird, <laughs> ask you, like it's out of pure concern and love and, you know, just fascination of how your life wow he's rolled out before he found you and and i think you know that's something so again reassuring that it's not a rep like a mm. it's more of like yeah. oh really you know that's what happened that's interesting um, yeah wow it so reminds me of i don't know if you guys have heard Hillsong song united has a song called highlands the song of ascent um, I'm not going to play it because it'll trip off the copyright on this, but I'll drop the link in the show notes. And But there's one verse that just catches me every time because um, it uses the language of mountains and rivers, kind of mm. like um, metaphors. Um, and if there's one bit that says, and oh, how fast would you come running? So it's referring to Jesus. You, if just to shadow me through the night, trace my steps through all my failure and walk me out the other side it's like he's looking for the footprints to go okay where did this child go off track Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but like that he's like hunting us down not to kill us or to punish us but to walk us back Back. Mm -hmm. i was like oh wow (laughs) wow wow because this this parable as well like there's a couple more immediately after this one there's the woman with the lost coin and then there's the parable of the prodigal son um and it was the same like the father in that story you know he was always watching for his son to come back so that when he came back the father ran to meet him Mm. i was like dang you know like an old man in that culture you do not run you know like that is not a part of your everyday life like (laughs) at most you would wait and be like oh come quickly please because i'm too old but he's like let me go and grab you you know yeah and it was like because 
um, we've all done the follow course and um, the first part of the follow course, which is a literally a course talking about how do you follow oh, Jesus? Jesus? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> and the first part is all based on that parable of the prodigal son. And one thing that really jumped out to me um, that I'd never heard of before was that in that culture, if a son or a daughter disgraced his family like that and they came back, um, it, it was such a shameful thing that the community would come out first. So the father didn't have to endure the shame of meeting the child and they would carry like a, a piece of pottery, like a bowl or something. And they'd like smash it on the ground saying, you've been cut off from your family and from our community. You're no longer welcome here. And so when the father was running, he was out running the judgment that was coming and it was love outrunning judgment and punishment to make sure that he got there first. Mm. And like, oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so interesting because like, there was also a question that um, during the sermon, it was brought up that like, you know, what is important to him? Because surely if it is important to him, then it should also be important to us as followers wow. of Christ. And I think like, I just got this now that I, I was looking at Luke 15, like the story of the lost coin and then the prodigal son and then the sheep as if it's just God, you know, searching for me or searching mm -hmm. for lost people. But in a sense, this is important to him. So it was important to him to search for the lost for the lost you know for people who are lost <laughs> and, how many and times so, can i say this word <laughs> how many times um there should be a counter here going ding 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 but then you know it kind of clicked then that it's not just god because if that's important to god then i must also be searching you know and looking wow. for people who are lost and and celebrating people and outrunning the judgment that they are expecting from us because if god Ooh. in his parables did not judge us when he reached us then we as followers if we are to live like christ should also outrun the judgment that they expect to come from us wow. you know it's like because we are so quick to judge sometimes of like oh that guy he was an addict of all of these sorts or she hasn't lived a very you know pure and christian-like life before you know she she is exempt from this she cannot be saved she is lost forever and ever wow. you know like i think that's why a lot of like you know um what is it like um negative kind of idea about christians is because the judgment outruns the love you wow. know uh, and and so they think of us as people, oh, they're just going to judge you for the previous life. But Jesus and God never did. And so why should we? You know, why should we judge when, again, that story of the prodigal son, he ran so that he could, he didn't have to do all of that. And, and the sheep was sought after, even though he was lost. And, and mm. you know, it, like, that's what it's like or that's how it should be for us as followers of christ and then as fishers of men and it is uncomfortable wow. i think but i remember 
this is one of my favorite thing from I remember doing the evangelism course in Paris and Pastor Gordon um, said this that you know discipleship or evangelism is like an open invitation to the uncomfort on us you know we bring the uncomfortable parts of discipleship and evangelism on us because we have comfort in Christ and the people we are reaching out to does not yet have that and I was just like whoa like you know like and he 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 remember he brought this um story of he was meeting like a vegan or a vegetarian friend or something like that and he was like I'm not gonna bring her to a steakhouse for discipleship like I'm gonna go to a restaurant that offers the food that she eats you know it's not because I need to be comfortable but she needs to be comfortable Mm. you know and I was just like whoa like that's so interesting that it is uncomfortable for us sometimes as fishers of men. Um, wow. But what, you know, it's just, that's it. Like, so what? You can't eat your steak for a day. Like, <laughs> it's like. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are we willing to go to where they are yeah. to meet them where they are? That, like what you said there earlier, like when someone meets me and they know that I'm a Christian Mm. are they expecting judgment or are they expecting love love and grace Mm. um and it's not that jesus never addresses sin like he does Mm. frequently you know and even in his most you know grace-filled moments like you know the woman caught in adultery um who by the way where was the man (laughs) because under the law he should also have been with her being punished um you know and they have this moment where he says whoever's without sin cast the first stone and they all walk away (laughs) but then he said he turns to her and he says you know where are they um he says they don't condemn you i no longer i don't condemn you either but go and sin no more yeah but like that it's not like because we know from our own lives it's not like jesus tells us okay clean up your sin and then you can be in relationship with me because he knows we actually cannot do it (laughs) like if we could do it we wouldn't need Jesus (laughs) to be a savior um but it's like like even the picture I had because I met up with a woman let this doesn't happen as often as I would like it to but someone commented on our Facebook page one of our sermons and so I just got chatting with her I was like hey you know can I send you a private message and we got chatting and um we actually met up this weekend and I drove to go meet her and so we were joking about meeting strangers off the internet but (laughs) um but she like we've been chatting about a month and she sends me a lot of like conspiracy theory videos and articles and stuff like that and we definitely do not see eye to eye on that but I just I'm like okay I'm trying to like win this person for Jesus I'm not gonna just go no I don't agree with that that's wrong wrong bad Mm. and even when we met up we went for a walk and it it's really on her mind like a lot this kind of material Mm. I was like Lord what do I do (laughs) um because it's like it's not doing her any good and it's you know she's very anxious thinking about it and um I really like I got a picture it's like you know um when you walk beside the river or the canal you see the life rings Mm. and it was like God was saying she's holding on to it because she thinks it's a life ring 
Mm. And she thinks it's gonna like she's holding on to it for dear life. And you can't try and take somebody's life ring without giving them some something better to hold on to. And it just gave me a whole new way of looking at because let's be honest, we all do that. Mm. <laughs> we hang on to things that are not Jesus for life rings. You know, we hang on to how well am I doing at college? Um, you know, how do how do these people perceive me? Um, you know, I numb myself with video games or with Netflix. Mm. And it just it really gave me the sense, like, oh yeah, like what if so much of discipleship is helping people just grab hold of Jesus? And as we grab more and more hold of Jesus, those other things we've been holding on to, we're free to let them go and they just fall off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang. And, you know, like, that's what Jesus does. Like, he doesn't kind of go, whack, you know, let that go. Unless you're a Pharisee and you think you know <laughs> everything, which let's be honest, sometimes we're the Pharisee in the story. Mm. Um, but more often, he's just like taps us on the shoulder and he's like, hey, that's not good for you. Mm. um like have you guys seen yeah we've all seen the first season of the chosen yeah um and the very first episode at the very end mary magdalene is like at a bar and she's getting ready to drown her sorrows in this like really strong spirits and jesus just puts his hand over hers and goes that's not for now um and like i know that's there's that episode is not in the Bible in that sense, but it was just like it it carried the spirit of gentleness that Jesus carries. Like, hey, you know, it's not good for you. Let me show you something else. Mm. But it was like, dang, like his way of dealing with sin. I mean, he gave his life for it. Like he takes sin seriously. Yet he leads with love and grace and mm. he addresses it kind of as we go, we'll we'll figure out the things that you need to let go of yeah wow dang <laughs> it's intense it i think is. from what i've i think from what like suddenly like this thing just came to mind it's like i think probably one of the very important things you have to remember in discipleship is that you know condemn you should not be condemning other people mm. like like how the like yeah from because when i was listening to you too and then just and then just reading the words i think that's the thing that suddenly just came to mind like yeah because we're always very quick to judge and we shouldn't mm. judge other people you know because mm. we too we too are not perfect <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah we shouldn't be condemning other people we should be like how jesus did you know gentle be gentle be patient you know really spend time with the person and like of course mm -hmm. it's a very difficult thing to do sometimes but like yeah if you want to win over people for jesus you can't be going around and be like oh you're doing that wrong you're not mm -hmm. supposed to be doing that you know people won't listen to you if you go around doing that yeah. <laughs> and like I've noticed often that what we judge people for, we don't have an issue in that particular area. Mm. But it doesn't mean that we're like sin free in the sense of like, we do struggle. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, I know a, a verse that come up frequently in our life group with Leanne is like, deal with the log in your own eye before you start going with the tweezers for the speck in somebody else's. Mm -mm um because like that and it's again it's a tough one with discipleship isn't it because you like you can see especially if it's a behavior that's really destructive you're like just stop it <laughs> you know but like it's the holy spirit's job to convict not ours and like i remember like um i have a mentor called tracy and she mentors me in discipling others and she's always like 
just point them to what you know ask them what does the bible say about this yeah um and point them back to to jesus always and go you know his word definitely has an opinion on this you know have you brought it to him have you done a word search through the bible on this Mm. um because it i think we can be very well meaning but if we're leaning into the territory of telling people what to do Mm. it's not that we're a cult but we can kind of feel cult like Mm. because it's who is wanting to have control here um, you know, if it's me as the discipler, it's like, no, I want to have control because these people are reflecting badly on me. And it's like, oh, mm. my gosh, that's so terrible. Like Jesus, you know, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> he reserves the right to point out to people mm. what he wants to point out. Um, I'm not God. He's still mm. pointing out to me 17 mm. years since the day I gave my life to him. He's still pointing out things that need to change mm. that are not good. Mm. I'm glad he didn't point them all out on day one because I would have got so discouraged <laughs> and run away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. I think yeah. an image that, like, kind of latching onto what Evo was talking about, like the life ring, is that, you know, we cannot approach people telling them you don't need that life ring, but not offering them Jesus mm. in exchange. Because if we just whiff at the life ring under their arms, they're going to drown if we cannot lead them to Jesus then and grasp onto Jesus you know and yeah. I think sometimes we're so quick to like don't do that don't do that but again they're clinging onto that for dear life and so if we cannot give them or if we cannot show them you know the hey there's this man right here who you just need to hold on to the end of his ropes and you're safe for life mm. you know you don't have to cling onto anything just grab you know like and and I think sometimes we're so quick to just take the ring off and people get scared after that and let's not leave them drowning after you know and I think you know like I think that's a big responsibility for us that um, if we're to take off a ring we first must know how to swim as well so that we can help them get to a wow a safer current or something you know yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and like that's what the life of following Jesus is it's him pointing out to us because it's a there's a first moment where we cling to Jesus but then life is a progressive him pointing out hey you've been hanging on to a different life raft in this area of your life in this area of your life are you gonna choose to cling to me for this area of your life or are you gonna just you know no you can have everything except this bit Jesus (laughs) um because and it's hard like (laughs) you know finding those areas and then going no but I actually don't trust you with this and it's like oh dang I just I don't trust God in this area how do I grow in trusting him um because he is trustworthy (laughs) do I trust him with my future do I trust him with my relationships do I trust him with my money um Mm. You know, do I trust him in my, you know, my family? And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, sometimes we don't even realize that we're cl- clinging to all of these life rings until mm-hmm. he goes, hey, did you notice that? And it's like, oh, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, sorry, I get like, it just reminds because like this week or actually this morning as I was doing devotions, an image came to me about airplanes and I even wrote it in the 
devotional part like you know how uh there's an air like we're all on an airplane and there's like classes in those airplane and there's the pilot and like in my head um you know following Jesus is kind of like how sorry I'm trying to wrap my head around it but it's like we put a lot of things ahead like in the upper classes and first class like money education family relationships and we put great importance on them and sometimes we even let them pilot that plane you know of like you're in charge now blah 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 but our the devotional was talking about when you know jesus said come follow me and i'll make you fishers of men that they their response was immediate and complete you know they dropped their nets and they went they dropped they left their boat their father and they went and it's sort of similar in that sense it's like the question or the challenge was that if you realize or if there's a point in your life that you know that god is not the pilot of your airplane anymore how quick is your response to jump off that plane knowing fully that you're not on the right route anymore are you the person who hesitates by the door of like wait is is this the I, am i sure that god's not flying this plane anymore or are you also that person who goes back to your seat trying to grab all your valuables before you jump off because they're also of importance to you mm. and i remember getting that image this morning and i'm like who am i in that plane you know and who is piloting my airplane right now is oh. it Jesus or is it the priority or the priorities that I've placed in front of him wow you know and and if Jesus tells me or if God tells me you're in the wrong plane am I gonna jump or can I jump that quickly and I'm just like I don't know you know and, and wow. it's 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 like a I guess a conviction and also a revelation to myself of like Leanne <laughs> you need to find out what those valuables are that you're allowing to pilot the plane because it's sometimes it's not Jesus and sometimes you know and wow. and yeah it's a challenge to be a follower and to be a fisher for real mm. wow Dang. and it's funny with like fishing for lost people I don't know about you but in my head it's so hard because like that sometimes you have conversations and they don't go well and you're like people are so resistant um but like a couple of years ago Shash and I had an experience where it was so easy mm-hmm. and we were both like looking at like you know we, we were actually doing the follow course and with one of Shashmita's friends and it was the three of us we were doing catch-up because we missed one and it was, it was really easy because the material like just explains the gospel and there's literally the question at the end of it is like what do you think you want to like does it sound like something so we asked the the other girl and like she thought about it and she's like yeah and we were like oh <laughs> you don't have any questions first she's like no that sounds really great and we were like so we prayed through the prayer and you know repenting and believing and receiving Jesus as Lord and then afterwards, like Shashmita and I were messaging each other, and we're like, "Did that just happen? That was so <laughs> easy." Yeah, I was, I, I was shook. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <We're> yeah. Like- <laughs> 
And I think, you know, like it, in one sense, it is impossible for anyone to be saved, like through hum, human power, human strength. But like when Jesus is there and the person is ready, it's like, it's so easy. Mm. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, how many conversations have I been holding back from? Because I'm expecting it to be difficult. Mm. And maybe I'm missing out on more of those moments where Jesus is like, okay, I'm ready. This person is ready. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and what I love was Shashmita had already done such a great job of building relationship and friendship with this girl mm. um, that it was easy then to just continue following Jesus together. <laughs> mm. Wow. Um, but it's like, oh, yeah, dang. <laughs> We'll invite her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll invite her to tell her own story. Wow. wow. All right. Any last thoughts as we examine it or we get curious about these verses? There's a lot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So if we move, we've we've read it, we've examined it a little bit, and if we're looking at applying it, so We'll start with, so Leanne and I have application points from last week. So what was yours, Leanne, and how did you get on? Uh, well, I wrote it down. Um, what were the things that I realized, other than knowing who God is, makes me kind of stay like in, 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 in God and with God? Like, not in a very like, oh, once this is not, like, not in the way that these did not happen that I will leave God but more of like you know if somebody asks me like why why do you still you know there's a lot of sickness evil in the world why do you stick with him like in a personal level these are the things that makes me stay and you know trusting and full in faith and um, I listed like three that are very practical I think because we like practicality but I think one of them is my education so I listed that down that um, I mentioned, I think in one of the podcasts before that my grades are not amazing. They're not always good. And there are some subjects that I've nearly flunked, but for some reason I keep passing them. Um, and, you know, I never really connected that with God before, but I think it's, you know, with God's purpose and calling that he wants me to finish my course. And so um, I was able to pass and nearly graduate. Uh, my health is something as well that I, I haven't had COVID yet. And so I was really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and like just having the opportunity to reach out to people um, through this podcast and things like that and my friends. Um, yeah, that gets me excited and makes me stay more in mm. Christ and with Christ to do all of those things. So. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know if that made sense but yeah <laughs> it's good yeah wow yeah it's funny because like that's come up a couple of times like people follow Jesus for all sorts of reasons mm. um but yeah what keeps it because a lot of the crowds fell away <laughs> mm. you know they got offended or he stopped meeting their needs in the way that he wanted them to but some of them like stood with him till the end um wow um, my application point, I was talking about how, like when I first became a Christian, I would just 
hang out with God, like waste time with God. Like that was the way I described it. It was like, I would, I remember like as a student, just reading my Bible, like a few chapters at a time for a couple of hours and just like soaking it all in. Cause it was all so new and really exciting. Um, and I was like, yeah, I would worship just because like, not because I'm preparing for a worship time with other people, but just time with him. And so I was like, okay, I want to like go back to some of that no agenda time with Jesus. Mm. Um, and it was a continuation of, I've been telling myself, um, you know, when I get up in the morning, my instinct is to reach for my phone. So I've been saying to myself, but first Bible. <laughs> so before I turn on the internet on my phone, I'll, mm. you know, get my paper Bible, not the one on my phone. And I'm literally reaping my way through the gospel of Luke right now. So I'm not yet where we are now. <laughs> um, but sometimes like I remember on Sunday morning, there was just one line and I couldn't get past that one line. It was just so rich for me. Other times I read like maybe half a chapter or a couple of chapters. And it really like, I know we say this and it's almost a cliche, but it's made such a difference. <laughs> um, just in the way that he's been shaping my thinking through it. And even then, like this weekend when um, I was supposed to meet with this lady and she'd asked me the night before and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to meet you. Like, <laughs> you just seem kind of weird. Um, but I had been reading like in Luke where there were several moments where it either says Jesus went away up a mountain by himself to pray or Jesus took his disciples to a quiet place to pray. Um, but the crowd always found them like the crowd always hunted them down mm. but when they showed up Jesus didn't rebuke them it says that he welcomed them mm. and like he had compassion on them because they were like harassed sheep without a shepherd mm. and it was like oh yeah sometimes I'm so protective of my time with God but when Jesus time with his father was interrupted he didn't get angry instead he welcomed the people who were interrupting <laughs> Yeah. and I was like oh, okay fine if she messages again today I'll meet up with her if she interrupts my time and my space I'll go meet with her and sure enough she did and I went <laughs> to meet with her and it was such a great time like mm -hmm. we'd never met before like we're very different ages um but I was like man if I hadn't been spending that no agenda time with Jesus he wouldn't have shaped my thinking in that way. And instead mm -hmm. of seeing that person as a, a woman who is valuable to Jesus, I would have just seen her as an annoyance or a waste of my time or someone not worth spending time with. And I was like, oh man, when I spend time with Jesus, he shapes my thinking and he changes, mm -hmm. he transforms my life to actually do things more the way that he would do them. And it's like, man, wow. I want to make sure that I keep this habit going because. Yeah, I want to look more like Jesus, not with the beard, oh. um, but like I want to, <laughs> I want, I have, maybe I have his hair, I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, like, because even this weekend, um, I was out with a few friends and we bumped into another friend who was with her friend, um, who was born a guy and is now living as a girl. Mm. And like, I can only imagine, like, you mm. know, her meeting this group of people that she knows is from a church. <laughs> like that am I gonna receive judgment or am I you know what is coming and it's like yeah lord 
Jesus, how would you engage with this person? You know, mm-hmm. how you value them so much. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want to know people and encounter people like Jesus would encounter them. Even if that means that people give me flack for the people that I hang out with. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus was known as a friend of sinners and they used that. They didn't use that in a nice way. But it's like, yeah, gosh, when when this person encounters us, what is what impression does she go away with? Like, oh, wow, you're like they're really amazing people or wow, they like wouldn't even like look me in the eye and talk to me as if I'm someone worth knowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, Lord, help me be like you. Hmm. <laughs> mm. looking at the verses today if you were to think of an application point for today what would you where could you start I can start. (laughs) I think uh, like you brought it up earlier about the log in the eye and before we take out the splinter and something else's. And I think, um, yeah, like Ika said, you know, spending time with God really, he really faces that mirror towards us so that we can see that log that's clearly in our eye. And I think, you know, in a lot of the conversation that we had today, sometimes we are the Pharisee who points fingers at people and points fingers at other Christians who are like why are you doing that with those people and you know again in this podcast we've said it a million times that we're very honest here and sometimes I find myself to be a Pharisee of like you know and and I think one application that I can do this week is actually like you guys like was doing spending what how did you call it again like no agenda time with Christ and allow him to also shape my thinking because clearly there's moments where I've acted like a Pharisee and, you know, and, and I need that mindset and that thinking to change because that is not how I will reach people. And that's not how I will fish for men if I act like pointy fingers and stuff like that, you know? And, mm. and yeah, I think this week to devote that time for him to change more of how I think and how I think discipleship is and how I think spending time with people is and, and wow. you know and like you mentioned the prodigal son outrun the judgment you know with love and I think that's what I would like to do this week um, mm. get those points out and mm. allow God to change them wow thank you so much for being honest because mm. I think like that's the thing like I think when people often think of church they think of hypocrite like you say Mm. one thing but then you don't do it yourself Mm. um I know Jesus you know that was one name he had for the Pharisees when because Jesus did actually call people names but it was the people who already (laughs) thought they were okay (laughs) um and like that you know he Mm. says you tell people to carry this load but you won't lift a finger to help them Mm. And it's like, if I'm following Jesus, I can't ask people to do something I'm not already committed to doing myself. Mm. Um, you know, I can't ask p- 
people to consider changing or letting go of this life raft if I'm not modeling that and go, you know, being honest with my struggles. And actually, this is an area where I'm not bringing Jesus glory or I'm clinging to another life ring instead of to Jesus. Mm. Here's my journey of learning to let go of that in order to cling to him. Um, mm. Cause people need to see that we're, <laughs> we're up for doing this. Like Jesus said, you know, the, the servant is no greater than his master. Um, mm. And he set the standard of, you know, whoever wants to be greatest among you needs to become servant of all. Yeah, and he served and he laid his life down to the point he was willing to die for for us Mm. Um, wow so we lead by example Mm. i think that's really powerful wow that's really cool yeah sorry like i think a challenge for us is like let's not be instagram christians you know not in a way that we only post the celebration like celebration is amazing i want to celebrate everything that there is with our walk with Christ but Mm-mm. you know sometimes that's all we post and we don't post the not in the way that we always post but like we don't publicly or we don't you know say the things that are also mm. faulty in our walk with Christ not because it's meant to be but because we as humans are just <laughs> mm. sometimes we stray and sometimes we fall and and you know and I think that's a big challenge for us to let's also boast in the weaknesses that we have you know it says in the scripture um because i think that makes us more human and not perfect in the eyes of others you know we are not (laughs) and and you know the more that we reveal that part i think the more that they will understand who christ is in our lives then they'll see the small changes or the big changes that happen and then they'll be like oh my gosh god did that and i'm like yeah <laughs> definitely was not me yeah it wasn't me <laughs> yeah. wow that's so cool so just summarize that again for us in one line what are you going to do this week and spend time with god and allow him to change my thinking through how i've been doing discipleship mm. Mm. Wow. don't be a pharisee yeah i feel like that should be a t-shirt hashtag yeah hashtag don't be a pharisee (laughs) i actually will do that don't be a pharisee yeah wow so cool how about you shasmita what do you think you can do differently this week um i'm i think it's relevant i'm not sure if it's sort of relevant to the worst but it's sort of like like i was thinking about the whole life raft thing and what you were saying if I you know sometimes there's certain things in our in our life where, where instead of holding on to Jesus we hold on to like yeah. other things to help us through these situations you know Mm-mm. so I feel like this week I think I want to I want to sit and spend time with God and like identify where are those areas in my life where I've like hung on more to add to physical wow. things wow. rather than to God you know Mm. and try to change that yeah i think that's what that's what i'm gonna do yeah awesome wow gosh i can i can think of a few areas on the top of my head already so like (laughs) mm, mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow 
Because that's the thing. It's a really, it's a humbling thing to, you know, just get in the word and get in front of Jesus and go, it, isn't that a prayer of David? It's like, examine me and know my, my ways. Mm. And kind of opening our lives up to Jesus' examination. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that he, he can point out whatever he wants. Because like, that's <laughs> the thing, like a, a Bible word, I guess, for those life rings is it's an idol. Mm. You know, and I don't know about you. Usually when I think of the word idol, I think about a statue that people like bow in front of or something. Um, but it's not. It's anything that we put in the place where God is supposed to be that like that. It's anything mm. that's in the cockpit of the plane mm. that is not God. <laughs> um, and it's humbling to kind of realize, oh, gosh, yes, I am a Christian. I say Jesus is Lord. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> hmm. and that's wow. it. You know, we talk about like even if with new Christians, with people who are learning to follow Jesus, we go through this booklet called the One to One, and it's like Christianity One Hundred One. And the second chapter is called Lordship, which basically means Jesus reserves the right to be the boss. Hmm. Um, you know, as we lay our lives open before Him, He gets to say actually that needs to not be part of your life hey give me that life ring hold on to my hand instead um and again that's a lifelong (laughs) journey of i'll follow you jesus but and he's like "Mm." what do you mean but (laughs) no buts yeah but first let me no (laughs) no But first mm. I want to, nope. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. I think I'm going to continue with the one from last week because it really has been like eye-opening and challenging, but in a really yeah. life-giving way of just continuing to spend some time, you know, but first Bible <laughs> um, and just reaping through it with no agenda, letting him point out whatever line or phrase he wants to and then asking his help to make that reality in my life mm-hmm. and a rea- mm-hmm. like a permanent reality not just like a oh I did this for one day now I'm good take mm. <laughs> yeah wow 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 this has been really rich guys thank you <laughs> amazing mm. what you can get out of was it seven verses yep <laughs> And like 45 minutes of preaching into like another, you know, how much we can still like pull it out. And, you know, it's like pulled pork. We can still like, like this, you know, and like pulled really, pork. <laughs> I would love a pulled pork sandwich right now. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a feast and there's more than enough to eat. We still haven't scratched the surface of the yeah. buffet. <laughs> yeah. I think if we could, we could talk for another like hour, but obviously we can't. <laughs> <Please. fit. laughs> yeah. So bearing in mind, like everything we've read, everything we've examined, what we said we're going to apply. Maybe would you two pray for us personally and for everyone who's listening or watching the podcast that, yeah, Jesus would just make this real in our lives. Mm. Yeah. Whoever, yeah, you guys can decide who's who go first, who go second. 
I can go first. <laughs> I was like, show me scissors, paper, stone it, but never mind. I'll go first. <laughs> let our... <laughs> okay, let us pray. God, we thank you so much for this really enriching hour or so. God, thank you that you have really opened our eyes, God, to and just brought uh, and just like brought more knowledge upon us, oh God, on what discipleship really is, oh God. Thank you for this reminder, oh God, that the thing that you really value, oh God, is not it's not condemnation, it's not like being perfect, oh God, but it's like mm. realizing when you've gone wrong and just coming back to you, oh God, and like you and we thank you, God, that you are just you're just so grace, you're just so gracious, oh God. You're just willing to to just run after us and look for us and track us down and find us where we mm. are, oh God, and just and just carry us back home, oh God. God, I pray that as we go on to this week, oh God, I just pray that, yeah, just that we would be reminded of this, oh God, that in in whatever that we do, that, you know, you love us, oh God, and that I pray that as we encounter, you know, our friends and our family, oh God, throughout this day, I pray that this thing would just stay fresh in our minds, oh God. Give us opportunities to be able to speak to our friends and family, oh God, yes. about about these little things, oh God. And like, I really just pray for your blessing upon all of us and for your blessing for the week ahead. I just commit all these things into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Um, again, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to record another podcast that we've gone to episode nine. And we really just um, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and just how you've guided us and you've really allowed this platform to to do what you had intended for it to do, Lord. And yeah, we just want to lift up um, ourselves, Lord, to for this week. Um, thank you, Lord, that, yeah, you are a shepherd who will leave the 99 to search for us and to look for the lost. And you will not stop until you find that lost sheep, Lord. And we just thank you that, you know, in the discussion that we had today, um, yeah, Lord, we don't need to be perfect before you find us. We don't need to be perfect for your love to pursue us, Lord. We just need to be where we are and just as we are um, for you to uh, find us, Lord. And, um, you know, as we have spoken about our application this week, Lord, and for anyone who is listening as well, Lord, who have also made an application for this week, I just pray, Lord, that... Um, yeah, um, we lift up to you this no agenda um, quality time with you this week, Lord, and we, we just uh, pray that, you know, in those moments, Lord, that our hearts will also be open, our minds, our ears, Lord, for anything that you, um, you know, you want to change, just as Eva has mentioned, Lord, um, you will change our thinking, our ways, and, um, you know, the moments where we are being like Pharisees, or there's moments where we uh, were you know, the judgment outruns the love. I pray, Lord, that you will point those out to us this week, Lord, so that we can be better fishers um, for your people, Lord. And um, in that sense as well, Lord, thank you for calling us, Lord, and for really, um, you know, finding us so that we can also uh, find other people, Lord. And yeah, we lift up this podcast again, Lord. We just lift up every anyone and everyone who is listening or watching this, Lord. I pray that they um, have learned something from this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I pray that they um, 
you know, if they are lost, I pray, Lord, that they will know that they are being looked for, that they are being searched, um, and that you will not stop, Lord, until you find them in the very room or in the very place that they are sitting, standing, or wherever they are while they're listening to this, Lord. I pray that, um, you know, that... Uh, They, whatever life ring they're clinging on, Lord, I pray that somebody will reach them so that they can um, show the way, Lord, um, to on on how to cling and grab onto your, you know, to your very robes and your very arms, Lord. And you are the only one who can offer that safety and to keep us afloat, Lord, from, um, you know, the massive ocean that there is. And yeah, we lift up again this podcast to you and all the honor and the glory to you lord in jesus name amen, amen. Mm. wow it's so funny just as you were praying leanne i was reminded of um you know when jesus was going to visit jairus's daughter to like mm. heal her but then there's the woman with the blood issue and yes. she's like if i can just grab on grab to on. the end of his robe i'll mm. be fine and like there's all these people crowding around him and jesus is like who touched me and the disciples like dude everyone is touching you right now <laughs> like no healing power went out of me and it's like yeah sometimes we just need to have that attitude if i can just grab hold grab of hold. jesus mm. yeah i guess maybe that's that's a cool illustration of what faith is like not i'm just gonna grab hold of jesus in this situation and not mm. let go until like ever mm. <laughs> forever <laughs> never <laughs> yeah oh so good yeah episode nine in the books thank you so much Shasmita, for joining us we would love to have you again um <laughs> yes and yeah guys we will see you next week for we're still in the simple series and um, we've done fallow we've done fish and we'll be looking at fellowship so Thank you so much for joining us today for the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin. The conversation does not end here. It just keeps going on and on. Hop over onto Instagram. Give us a follow at ENC underscore Dublin. That's ENC underscore Dublin. And drop us a DM. What did you think of the episode? What are some things you would like us to talk about? And... If you're up for it, consider joining one of our life groups where this is what the conversation sounds like. We get to be curious together. We're up for being challenged and we're up for life change. So we are ENC, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith and excellence. And we will see you next time.